Did you know there's an organizing app designed just for families? Named a must-have mobile app on the Today Show, Cozy is an app to help families who are juggling school schedules, practices, meetings, doctor's appointments, and even helps them schedule a workout or a date night. Here's how it works. Cozy tracks everyone's schedules and events in one place with a shared color-coded calendar. Cozy even reminds others about events so you don't have to. No more missed pickups or double bookings. It's easy to get started. You can even pull in events from your family's personal work and school calendars. Cozy helps with other things on your plate too. The shared grocery list lets the whole family add items in real time and you'll never find yourself at the store without the list. It's always on your phone and up to date. If you need help figuring out dinner, there's even a place to store recipes and plan meals ahead. The best part, it's free. Just download Cozy Family Organizer from the App Store, and that's spelled C-O-Z-I, and get the free app today. You all know I love being organized, using calendars to sync up and labels so you never drop the ball. Cozy up with Cozy to keep you and your family on track. The idea is that I felt amazing being a size zero and today I feel amazing being a size 10. So if that's what I want, so be it, you know, and whether it's on screen, whether it's off screen, it shouldn't matter. The idea is that I'm feeling great and people should feel great and everyone around us should be inclusive. As moms, we often wonder, am I doing enough for my kids? I'm here to tell you, you are super mama. That's because we have an undeniable superpower, our intuition, and it never steers us wrong. I call it our mom sense. Hi, I'm Kanika Chadda Gupta, and I'm the host of That's Total Mom Sense. I'm a journalist, entrepreneur, wife, and mom of three, twins plus one. Now, if I had a dollar every time I heard, gee, you have your hands full. On my podcast, I interview influential moms from various industries and cover topics that all first-time parents grapple with, from getting your baby to sleep to screen time allowance, your new normal in your marriage, and how to dedicate time to yourself. Learn and laugh along with that total mom sense. Today, I am honored to bring you a very special interview to commemorate the holiday season and Diwali. It's with a woman who embodies her femininity so effortlessly as an actor, author, producer, daughter, sister, wife, and mother of two. She is Karina Kapoor Khan. Karina Kapoor Khan is Bollywood royalty, hailing from the Kapoor family, whose ancestry has revolutionized the film industry for generations. She is a recipient of several awards, including six Filmfare Awards, and is one of Bollywood's most popular and revered actresses. She received critical acclaim for her roles in Chameli, Omkara, Jabwi Met, and Heroine. Her highest grossing releases include Singham Returns, Good News, Three Idiots, Bodyguard, and Bajrangi Bhaijan. Karina hosts a radio show and has contributed as a co-writer to four books. Among them, two are autobiographical memoirs, The Style Diary of a Bollywood Diva and My Pregnancy Bible, The Ultimate Manual for Moms-to-Be. She has started her own line of clothing and cosmetics for women and has worked with UNICEF since 2014 to advocate for the education of girls and increase in quality-based education in India. 
Karina and her husband, actor Saif Ali Khan, have two sons, Daimar and Jay. Today, we dive into her career, her perspective as a woman in the entertainment industry, and her personal experience as a mother. She shares her fun anecdotes and sage advice with us and is sure to delight. Listen in. Karina, it is such an honor to have you on my show, That's Total Mom Sense. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much. I would love to talk to all the young mothers in NYC and, you know, New Jersey and all over and whoever's hearing it. And, you know, it's like, it's nice to kind of feel like a community, like you said. Yes, absolutely. You have a huge following in the U.S. and abroad. And, you know, we're so thrilled for your your book launch. It's great that you've delved into this and you've kind of revealed your own journey as a mother and we'll we'll get into it. I want to also just give a shout out to Masi Neelam for making this happen. (laughs) Love you, Masi. It just, you understand, you know, you're, you're a Masi to um, Kian and Samira and it's just, it's Ma Jessie. It's that bond. So, yeah. Well, I want to start by, you know, your name, you know, you go by Bebo and I came up with a fun acronym. So B stands for beautiful inside and out. E is enterprising, B, brave, and O, optimistic. Would you say (laughs) these qualities just aptly describe you? I think so. I think they definitely do because I would definitely say that I'm enterprising and I'm optimistic because I always look ahead. I never look back. That's something that I always look, you know, think about in my life that I want to keep moving ahead. So whether it's in terms of like, you know, writing a book or whether it's working after my children, doing a film like Be Ready Wedding, which spoke about, you know, women friendships. You know, it was always something that I said that it should always be a step forward, never a step back. I think that's something that's just me. It's just ingrained in me. I've always been like that. I love it. I love it. And now, you know, your actual name, Karina, um, you know, Babita Auntie had named you after one of her most beloved novels. So can, yeah. can you give us that backstory? Oh, well, that backstory was, I think she was reading the book, Anna Karina, and she just yeah. loved the name. And yeah. Karina Russian. Oh, thank you, Ben. Hi. <laughs> yeah, he just got me some coffee. So he's, uh, he's, very, he's a doll. Yeah, such a sweetheart. Oh, my goodness. Uh, yeah, you know, so mom was always like, you know, she, I mean, she was reading the book and she loved the name in Russian. She kind of, and my grandfather was very popular in Russia. Mm-hmm. So it's actually a Russian name, Karina. Yes. Yes. It's beautiful. Um, yeah. So somewhere she just, I think she just loved that. And she was like, yeah, okay, fine. Let's name you. Right. Right. And it goes with Karishma. So it's, <laughs> it's yeah. perfect. Yeah, it's kind of somewhere it sounds, you know. Like they are siblings. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. So I still remember your debut in, in Refugee. I was uh, in college in Boston and I remember playing Tal Pejabie with all my friends in our dormitory. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, if we were to go back to that time and if you were to write a letter to the younger version of yourself, you know, you were so impressionable, you were embarking on this journey. What would you tell her? I never, like you said, I never looked back. Whatever I did, even when I was that age, I think you do things when you're 18, 19. You take certain decisions, you behave a certain way, you feel like, okay, you know, you're 18, 19, you can just live it up, you can do what you want. You have that. And there is a time for that, you know. Mm -hmm. And that that time for that. And that's what I kind of, you know, I left my life like that. I still today live my life like, you know, I use 
my heart over my head constantly and wow. you know even back then it was my decisions were always based around my heart you know do what i want to do, do don't do what i don't want to do and i till today continue to follow that and i think that's in a way kept me happy yes wow i want to just reveal to you and share with you that you're one of my most all-time favorite actors and i'm not saying this you know just as a viewer and a fan but you know having worked in entertainment i've seen a lot of cinema and i feel like there is no one like you you're unmatched on screen no, um, no. <laughs> when i was uh, in in the city in new york i was interviewing imtiaz ali when he had come and we just we were speaking about you and you know so many of his films revolve around trains and so yeah. he said with jab we met he said you had never been on a public train <laughs> and and there you were as geet running after the train I know. you know feeling at ease i mean that's the kind of person you are and you know you're you're a chameleon i mean all of those who are listening know this we've seen your work span genres from drama to thrillers to comedy in k3g chameli three idiots yeah. heroine golma what characters really left an impression on you and maybe have changed you internally some way that your mindset has changed after playing them i wouldn't say somebody's similar or somebody's not because every character that you play you kind of you know you play it so much with your heart every actor they leave a piece of them in that particular character you know whether it was dolly in umkara whether it was mahi in heroine whether it was geet in jab we met whether it was title good news yeah. uh, which i in my last film so i think that every character is like you know it's so close to your heart because you spend so much time you know being that person there'll always be that little bit in every kind of character but i've enjoyed i enjoy acting so much and i've been doing it since i was 17 that it's hard for me to pick i feel like the best is yet to come i feel like you know i'm going to act like forever And again it's my optimistic attitude that kind of you know takes me ahead. Yes, I love that. And and we want you to stay, you know, on screen forever. You're, <laughs> you're a treat, you're a treat to watch. One other thing that I admire most about you is that you're breaking barriers and you're paving the way for all women in the process. Our Vice President Kamala Harris had said be the first mm-hmm. not the last. And you know when you were a size 0 or you were redefining maternity fashion on a global scale. your confidence level has remained the same so how can we teach ourselves as women and our young girls to have that level of confidence i think that level of confidence should come from within i think the idea is that today there's so much inclusivity there's so much diversity in on a global level everyone is i think there's so many conversations about it you know whether it's about gender equality whether it's about you know lgbtq i think everybody's talking there's so many conversations whether it's about weight gain weight loss at least people are kind of talking you know being open about things and yeah. i think that's what it is you know the idea is that you know you have to be inclusive so whether it's size 0 whether you're a size 20 you know it it shouldn't matter you should be doing what you want to do and you should be feeling like amazing the idea is that i felt amazing being a size 0 and today i feel amazing being a size 10 so yes. if that's what i want so be it you know and whether it's on screen whether it's off screen it shouldn't matter the idea is that i'm feeling great and people should feel great and everyone around us should be inclusive 
that's what people should be you know and i think whether it was maternity fashion or not i didn't know if, i mean if i was breaking ground the idea was probably that maybe it was the first time an actor in india mainstream actor was so open about being you know like pregnant or putting on weight or gaining weight or you know kind of looking not that typical body yeah side i think that was what people appreciated the confidence of that but i think that even every normal girl would do that yeah you know it's true but i feel like with maternity wear you know you would wear these beautiful ball gowns and and look glamorous on you know on red carpets while pregnant it's it's uncomfortable you know but you still kind of created this opportunity for for women to embrace that you know when you have those curves when you're expecting a baby it's the most beautiful thing why not look and feel yeah, absolutely like that? that's what i'm saying you have to include those curves you have to own them you have to feel amazing and uh, you know being pregnant is the most normal thing on the face of the earth i mean exactly. like isn't it i mean like every every girl i mean who wants to be a mother you know gets yeah. pregnant a girl depending on their hormonal levels and of course how much they eat puts on weight or doesn't put on weight right. and that's the way it is of course i put on like 25 and 26 kgs like both ways which is disgusting because <laughs> i was like eating them. i was trying to be fit the second time round but i was just like uh, okay no i just grabbed for all the samosas and everything and just freaked out speaking a little more to the fashion is you, you did this endorsement with puma and that yeah. was really groundbreaking too because it was an athletic brand that understood yeah. that you know even moms to be are working out i'm really happy that you know Puma included this in their campaign and we did this and when they had this idea and I was almost 8 months in I was like yeah you know I mean I'm glad that you guys thought of it and you want to do this yoga campaign with me and that you know they would come up with the studio line for pregnant mothers and I think that it was really brave of them you know to have like a mainstream indian actor do this you know like show off her belly kind of actually you know go out and tell people that you can you know really do this and that there is availability you know of yes. not just size 2 4 you right. know even if you're like you know pregnant of any shape and size you can still get your you know really good athleisure wear you are an open book literally and you've you know kind of poured your heart out in in the books that you've released i want to mention your first one karina kapoor the style diary of a bollywood diva that was you know such a fun you know refreshing read what was the inspiration behind that book I think that book was because of the transformation of size zero, and it was more about like fashion and like just iconic. I think because you know an actress had transformed herself, you know, for this part, and like I was a big girl who became this, and then you know kind of took on this style that where all you know young young girls wanted to actually know like what I was wearing, what I was doing, what I was eating, things like that. So that book was on that line but of course you know I mean the pregnancy book was is very very special because it has a very personalized encounter yes. you know for both so I think that's why it's, it's it, it is very special and also it is a blow by blow account and no one's ever written a pregnancy book you know you talk about style books fashion you talk about autobiographies you talk about film books but you never really talk about a journey of a mother from carrying her child to delivery to after delivery to postpartum what she actually feels so you know this book is is extremely special in that sense to me 
Yes, yes, I love that. It's uh, it's called Pregnancy Bible, the ultimate manual for moms to be. And I love that you know, with your audience, you followed their phases of life. So when yeah. you know your diary um, book had come out, that's kind of what your fan following wanted. And now that we are mothers, it's you know we <laughs> want to hear this <laughs> this personal yeah, account yeah. from you. Of you know? course, yeah. I'm um, just trying as honest and close to my fans as much as possible because you know of course they want to see you on screen but they also want to know a little bit about your life you know exactly. and how you kind of you know you live your life what actually kind of like you feel your thoughts so you know i think through this book at least they've you know got a, a lot of personalized touch in this yes. and they've got a lot of uh, information in terms of like you know the kind of person i am also and the kind of course the kind of mother i am absolutely you know, I feel like each kind of pregnancy is different. Each child is different. But when you first embarked on your motherhood journey with Daimor, when was that moment where you felt like, gosh, I'm a mother now? I think I think with both the babies, it was obviously the minute that I knew that I was pregnant, I could feel like my entire life changing, my mind changing, my thought changing but you know till you don't like see it actually happen and you don't hold your child in your arms you don't really know what you know you're expecting and no matter how many books you read it is a very you know personal moment for a for a woman and the way you feel you know so yeah I think when I obviously held him in my arms it was like I mean I knew my life changed and it changed for the best and it had changed for something that I always wanted and like I was I mean I was over the moon yeah. And uh, yeah, and even now I'm just I'm of course I'm enjoying it. The fact that you know I've always wanted two boys actually, so I, I, uh, <laughs> I, I feel amazing. And they uh, they already have like an amazing connect because two boys like he's already like looking up to him. I can see it because he's excited when he sees him running around. He wants to do the same thing. I can feel that energy. <sighs> you know, I, I I always wanted this kind of energy around the house. So when you you know had given birth to Tim Tim, you starred and veered the wedding. You know after that, and Ekta Kapoor had you know said that this role was yours from the onset. And then through uh, your third trimester with Jay, you were in Lal Singh Chadda um, opposite yeah. Amir. So you know where did you get this drive and energy to keep going? Because post pregnancy, during pregnancy, it's exhausting. I, yeah, I mean, and especially in the second one, it was because of there was COVID as well, you know. So there was yeah. a lot of risk. yeah. Like I mean, I never wanted to like not work. You know? Pregnancy, I mean, you know, I'm not ill. Everyone works, you know. Mothers work <laughs> yeah. right till the last delivery date, their due date, and they're working, you know. So I think that it's um, it's not about that. I mean, I was daring to go even in my last trimester. I was like, I want to do this. And I love my job. I love acting, like I said. I love being on set. So, with the necessary precautions, I was like, "Let's do this." Yeah, good for you. Good for you. I can only imagine Seth is a hands-on father, and he he must have his moments where he's fun and silly. And so, what does he enjoy doing most with his boys? Oh well, I think that he loves. I mean, Tim and him are a gang because now obviously okay. Tim is. Older, so they're like you know, like whether it's swimming, running around, playing football. Seth is very hands-on with their mood for sure because um, I think they have like a really deep connect, and you know they kind of are pretty similar. They like similar things. They're similar in nature. And Jay, of course, is very small now. He's just six and a half months, you know. 
I think Jay is going to be more of a mama's boy. Temur is definitely his upper boy. That's for sure. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. You've had two C sections, you know, and you've illustrated this. And this is something you know you and I actually have in common. Same thing for me. I had the twins, then I had my younger one. Both C sections. But I appreciate that you're normalizing this in your book. They they call it normal delivery, and both are normal deliveries. One is a yeah, vaginal, one is a C. Yeah. Yeah, so. and if you have to go through it, you have to go through it. So I mean, people, I don't know, don't want to talk about it. They don't, they want to acknowledge it. But that is also a form of birth. If you have to go through the surgery, if you have to do it like that because of certain complications or even out of choice. I think it's totally up to the mother's comfort. Yeah, you are a patient at that time when you are on the surgery table. That's it. It's up to you. You've taken the decision, and that's what you want it to be. So exactly. how should it be any different than like a normal birth and delivery and an abnormal delivery? It's not abnormal. Exactly. I think we need to change that, you know, vocabulary. Yeah, we have to normalize it and know that that is also a way of being. That is also a choice. So I mean, you know, if that's the way sometimes certain deliveries have to happen, it doesn't make you abnormal in any which way. Exactly. In fact, in recovery, you need to be stronger because you're actually yeah. it's a proper surgery. You're cutting through twenty odd layers, and you're just you know it's a proper surgery. So true. I mean, it's like I remember day four, day five. You're literally like teaching yourself to walk again. You know, exactly. you are figuring out how to walk. You're figuring out how to, you know, get yourself together. You're feeding at the same time. You're doing so many things. Yeah. Uh, your mental stress is different. So I think people shouldn't, you know, just you know, write off like, okay, this is a cesarean or this is an easy way out. I mean, it's in yeah. fact, I think it's difficult. It's yeah, it's yeah, it can be harder for sure. Another thing you destigmatize is, you know, postpartum depression and anxiety and blues, as we call it. Every mother goes through those tough times, and rightfully so. How did you, you know, overcome the, those moments when you had them? It, it depends. You know, it depends the kind of person you are. I would like, of course, also have those moments, and I would be like, "Is everything going to be okay? Am I ever going to have my life back? It's like, you know, am I ever going to look good again?" Ever gonna get to sleep? I know. <laughs> you know, I'm I know. Like, yeah. A lot of questions. They're just and the idea is that because of the lack of sleep, sometimes that can depress you further because it is a lack of sleep that causes sometimes you know your brain cells to kind of go up and down, and where you don't know like exactly what's happening. You know, you're like, oh my god, you need to figure it out. Like you need to you know sort your mind out. You need to try and balance things. You need to be positive and kind of you know. And when you hold your child in your arms, I think. You know, you just feel like okay, this is fine. It's going it's to be fine. good, right? Right. It's right, going right. to be worth it, and you know, it, it's all going to be okay. Yeah. And of course, a supportive husband can do wonders. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Agreed. You have to have a village. That's that's yeah. how to do it. You have your uh, supportive yeah. partner, and then you have you know yeah. this army behind and you. Have to have yeah. If you have your mother, if you have your sister, if you have good friends, they can always be there, help you out stay close stay connected it kind of helps you from you know feeling isolated and just feeling like okay this is never going to be okay yes exactly exactly you share your grandmother hacks and they're so yeah. spot on the you know like methi laddus for breastfeeding and uh, uh, boosting milk supply and things like that are there any others you want to just share with the audience yeah these all my uh, my dad's mom used to always tell us that you know that you have you should have these gold colored dudes and stuff you know after delivery and she was always like ghee cow because you know that helps you know uh, increasing milk supply or that helps in you know strengthening your bones if you had a c section 
it's right. important. I had a lot of paya soup in the book. That recipe is there as well, which is a tradition in my family, which is like a bone trotter kind of soup, you know, mm-hmm. which kind of has all a lot of iron, potassium, vitamin C, you know, for mothers who've not slept at night, who've like, you know, overworked. I think it's it's the best. Yeah, like an elixir, and truly. I lived, on, I lived on it like through the pregnancy once a week and post-pregnancy also for like two, three months. I did it once a week. That's great. And going into a diet and your workout regime in the postpartum phase, you know, we all have those times where we look in the mirror and we just don't recognize ourselves anymore. It's a a different woman, different body. Very normal. Yes. But you have your nutritionist, Rujita Divakar and fitness and yoga instructor, Namrata. So they're, they're in your corner and they're, they're kind of guiding you. So can you give us a snapshot of, you know, what you eat in a day and some workouts that you do during postpartum? These days I'm doing like, because now I'm like six months in. So I'm training with my yoga trainer, Anshuka, who is amazing. I've known her forever. So we, I train with her. I do yoga three times a week. And three times a week I'm doing a boot camp because now I need to, needed to up the kind of training because, you know, it's been six months into the C-section. I have to up that. And, you know, he does a lot of, my trainer does a lot of strength. It does a lot of stability, core which, you know, is very weak right now and it needs to kind of go back to, you know, where it was. Right. But I'm enjoying my workouts because I do my workouts with my best friend, which is Amrita Arora. So we do it together. We do the boot camp together, which is brilliant because, you know, we kind of motivate each other and push each other. So having a workout buddy like really helps. So I'm so glad I have a workout buddy in her. And uh, we kind of always tell each other like, okay, what we're eating in a day, what are we going to do? How are we going to plan our diet? And and diet is pretty like, I mean, though I'm, I'm a big foodie. I mean, like I'm a Punjabi. And I know, I know. It's so foodie, like parathas. And like, <laughs> like I can like really take it to the next level because it's in my blood. It's in my DNA. You know, yeah. it's like, I, I really enjoy it. And it's not like I'm like, I enjoy trying out different cuisine or I want like sushi or I want something amazing. I just, I, I enjoy ghar ka khana. I enjoy, mm. you know, basic Punjabi khana like kari chawal, paratha, mm. dahi, you know, and that. And like, I can't stop on one paratha. Rujita will be yeah. like, one. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness. I'm going to try to as healthy with like, you know, of course, protein and veggies and, and stuff like that. And I'm a huge coffee drinker. That keeps, I, you, I mean, that's our fuel, honestly. <laughs> yeah, so I, I limit my coffee. I've started having those earlier. I, you're not allowed to have coffee when you're feeding at least like half a cup. So now my coffee intake is like increased. So I strict, I have about two cups of coffee a day. And uh, yeah, I mean, dinner, we have a normal household. So we're all very, pretty healthy. Both Saif and me, like through the week, we're very, very healthy. Uh, we have dinner at like, I mean, I'm sure people in America, I think eat dinner at like six o'clock, but yeah, for Indian standards, I eat very early, which is 7.30, because normally in an Indian household, I know, it's 9.30, 10, 10, yeah. 10, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but in my house, like 7.15, everyone's ready for dinner. You know? That's so great. It's, yeah, and 10 o'clock, everyone's asleep on a weekday, everyone, yeah, no. including seven. Uh, unless of course we're entertaining which we do entertain a lot at home we have a lot of friends week uh, who come over but we try to stick to that on the weekend like a friday or a saturday unless of course we're working then then that's the only late night which happens which is probably once week once in 10 days okay yeah no, that's great 
Um, and I think that's so important. So many people are on this bandwagon of intermittent fasting. And you oh. know, if you, yeah, but if you it's eat so early, I think, I don't know if it like will last. I mean, I, yeah. I, I, love, I love intermittent fasting. I think it's amazing because it gives you, you feel amazing. And of course, I'm sure you can shed a few kilos, but I don't know how long it, I can do it for. So we have to find something that you can do for a long time. Right. Besides, right. I'm a big breakfast girl. Because I eat early at 7.15, so when I'm up at about 8 o'clock in the morning, by 9 o'clock, I'm famished. So, like, I, I want to have my breakfast. Like, I'm a big breakfast girl. And then kind of, you know, take it easy through the day. Yeah, that's great. Are you spiritual or religious? Is there a mantra you recite or a ritual that you have that's very special to you? So, more than religious, I think that I'm God-fearing. You know, like, I'm... I pray to all kinds of gods. We we celebrate. My mom's a Catholic, so we were brought up, you know, like worshiping and going to churches and stuff. But I'm I believe in every festival. I believe in every god, and I believe that in, in the superior power of that there is someone protecting each person on this earth, and yeah. I want to be grateful for that, and I want to be you know happy for that, and at the same time that there is a fear of God that you know there is someone keeping you in check. Yes. And it's something that I'm sure you're passing on to your kids. You know, these are yeah, the values that we're passing on to them. I'm telling them what I believe in. Yeah. And, and then their, their freedom to choose, you know, I mean, they're, they're going to be boys. And like, you know, when they're 18, to, I mean, I'm not even saying when they're 16, they have a freedom to choose what they believe in. And they should have that choice. And they yeah. should have that freedom to believe in what they like. So hopefully when they're old enough, our job is to instill values and, you know, teach them right and wrong and tell them that, you know, that they, I just hope that they're good people. I just want them to be good, good people. Yeah. You know, that, that's most important. I don't know what their path is and what they're going to believe in, where they're going to end up, but I just want them to be good in life. That's all. And be happy. Tell us about a mom sense moment that you have had. I mean, you know, with Temur, I think with Jay is too small now and I'm very intuitive Anyway, as a person, not just when it comes to, of course, being a mother, I think as a person also, I'm very, very intuitive. And I've always gone on my intuition. I always preempt things anyway. Like I always know that this is what is going to happen. I know what he's going to feel. I know that he's going to want to eat this. And I know if I'm going to make this, I know he's going to scream and yell and say that he wants to eat this. So <laughs> yeah, I always preempt things, you know. I always keep like two dishes ready because like I always try to like stuff him with like the healthy stuff. And then sometimes he'll be like, no, now I just want to eat pasta and I just want to eat pasta. And I'm like, no, no, you can't. So you know, I mean, like we have these arguments mainly about like food. Let's not forget our quote of the day. Is there a quote that you live by? My my quote of my life is just live and let live. I never hold grudges against anyone. I never, yeah, I think holding grudges, it makes you a ne- more negative person than, in, than anything else. Oh, completely agree. It's now time for Mom Hall, when we share products we love. And Mom Hall, that's just a fun section on is there a product or an app or, you know, it could be in beauty or wellness or or parenting related that you're just loving right now you want to tell your friends about it so I, I it's not like I listen to anything I just like do what I think is right so I'm, I'm not like following any app or 
anything. Like even if he wants to sleep for like an hour and a half in the day, and that's about it, I let him do that. Even though every time you know it should be like three hours or like you know download this app and they'll tell you how many hours or what they should be eating. I just you know, I just go according to what I think is right and what I feel is right. Yes. Yeah. No. I I love that. I think it's it's so important to empower mothers to think that way that you just follow your own path to hell with what everybody else is doing. Absolutely. And lastly, you know, we would love to have a launch in the US of your book, but for now, I, where can we get your book and you know, how can the it's fans on support Amazon. you? Is okay. it on Amazon now? It is. And Flipkart, I think it's on both. It's available. And of course, I want all my US fans and all the mommies to be out there to get you know, my book and I wish we could do a launch and I, 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 if things were better, I would love to come to New York. <laughs> yes, yes, I know. We're, we're hoping, we're waiting with bated breath that that happens soon. No. You know, um, but we're just excited, you know, for you and I'd like to end with, do you have a birthday wish? Because... Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I, 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 my, my wish is just that, you know, since your show is about moms i would i would just wish that all moms you know find their footing find their you know bearings and just actually just relax and chill out take a deep breath because you know everything works out in the end. It, it kind of just you know it'll find its own self you know the more hyper we get the child gets hyper so i would like tell everyone to just kind of relax and take a deep breath and you know kids are very resilient and they find their way Absolutely. Ah, oh, Karina, thank you so much. This was such oh, a fun thank chat. You. Yes, thank and you're you. You're a gem. And God bless and good luck for your show. And yeah, I hope we can meet soon. Thank you for listening to today's very special Diwali episode. I hope you gleaned some great takeaways and perspectives from Karina. If you enjoyed the show, please rate, review, and subscribe to That Total Mom Sense, the podcast, wherever you listen. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spotify India, Stitcher, Good Pods, and Ruckus Avenue Radio. Here's a review from Apple Podcasts from one of my listeners. Her name is Jackie Mom 35, and she says that the podcast is authentic and insightful. Kanika's podcast is heartfelt and informative. She provides old school wisdom with modern research to help all mamas. Thank you so much, Jackie, for your thoughtful review. Do email me your address so I can send you some fun that's Total Mom Sense merch. My email is that's Total Mom Sense at gmail.com. Now on my website, that's Total Mom Sense.com, under the shop tab, you'll find tons of podcast inspired merch, including cozy hoodies, earbuds, socks, and a Mom Sense candle, which I collaborated with Bodewell Living on. And the fragrance is jasmine and sandalwood and is so reminiscent of my nani, my grandmother, uh, who used to live in India. Tune in to other episodes and browse my YouTube videos where I post highlights. And you can follow me on Instagram at Kanika Chadda Gupta. So if you're seeking advice on pregnancy or parenting or anything in between, and you just want to say hi, email me. My email is thatstotalmomsense at gmail.com. Or of course, you can slide into my DMs. Remember, always trust your mom sense and your dad sense. Stay strong, super parents. 
Here's wishing you a very happy and healthy Diwali and holiday season. See you next time. That's total mom sense.